On today's episode of Chalk Talk, we welcome on a special guest in John Van Dusen. Uh, John actually is the host of his own podcast, The Fliver Flash, um, which is a podcast that spotlights his football team and all the different things going on um, within his small community up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. So we are going to spend some time talking with him today, not only about kind of the ways that he's running his program, but you know his experiences in and out of the weight room as a coach and teacher. So we're really excited to have John on. This is Chalk Talk presented by Platform. Let's go. All right. So like I mentioned, we have uh, Coach John Van Dusen on. John, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. So John, actually, you you spent some time the last couple of weeks, you know, talking a little bit about platform, which caught our ear, and and then we we you know got to talking and have have been working together a little bit. So um, I'm going to link out those podcasts for those that haven't heard it. You know, you had some students talking about platform and talking about their weightlifting experience, which is always great. We always want to hear kind of the student perspective of what their you know weight room is like and how they perceive all of that. And then you actually had one of my colleagues on your podcast, Ian Bonner, who's a football coach himself. And you guys were talking culture and buy-in and different things like that. So on today's episode, um, you and I are chatting and we're going to spend a little bit of time um, talking about kind of the differences between like a rigid program and a program that has a little bit more flexibility built into it. Cause a lot of coaches and teachers uh, struggle with that kind of, striking the balance. And then we'll spend some more time talking about different age groups and things like that. But before we jump into all of those different topics, I'm going to let you introduce yourself a little bit because you have an interesting background, both as a teacher and in, you know, some military service. So why don't you kind of uh, weave that a little bit and explain where you're, where you're from and your background before we, we dive into all the meat and potatoes. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks again for having me. And uh, my name is John Van Dusen. I'm currently as it sits right now, the assistant JV football coach. Um, that's about to change because we're having some people retire, and I'll talk about that in just a second. But I played here at Kingsford. Uh, my dad was in the Navy, so I grew up all over the country, but we ended up back in his hometown. So I played my junior and senior year here at Kingsford, and my weight room experience here was basically Coach Hofer, who is a UP Sports Hall of Fame coach. Uh, he would basically – it was open all the time. And me and my friends would come in here and – we would bench, we would squat, we would clean, we might do some curls, we might do some box jumps, but basically it was just a place where we, we would hang out in the morning. And there was generally like 12 to 20 of us that would show up every day and lift weights, not really knowing what we were doing. Um, when I, I, I joined the Army before I uh, graduated high school, so I went to uh, the Michigan Army National Guard, so one week in a month. Um, so I started that right away before I even left high school and then went to Northern Michigan University. Uh, didn't do a lot of weightlifting or anything there, but when I was able to go student teach, I student taught in a small community called Gwyn, and I met with the elementary principal, and then I met with the middle school principal because I had a split assignment, and the middle school principal had, had had asked if I was interested in anything else, and I said, yeah, I'm, you know, I've always loved football, and I'd I'd like to coach if that is possible, and she says, well, let me make a phone call, and her husband was the athletic director. And she hung up the phone and she says, uh, you have practice tonight. You're the head eighth grade coach. I, I mean, you, really? So as it turns out, there was a seventh grade and an eighth grade team. They already had an experienced coach who was, for all intents and purposes, he was the head coach for both teams. Sure. Someone, they needed someone to help run things. 
right? It couldn't be that way on paper. So on paper, I was the head eighth grade coach and he was my assistant. But in reality, we'd play a seventh grade game and then an eighth grade game. And I was, I was his assistant. Sure. So uh, then I took a trip to Iraq. And while I was home on leave, I actually met with the middle school principal at once. Um, and then I got home on August 17th, 2007. I interviewed on August 23rd and I was working the 26th. And my first day of work, he came to my room. He goes, Hey, what are you doing after school? I, got, I, don't, I don't know why. He goes, cause you're my assistant coach. We got the middle school. <laughs> That's great. So you, you, there first, seems to be a trend here. Yeah. My first two coaching jobs were, I was voluntold for both of them. Yeah. Uh, had a really great experience at Lance. I was a middle school assistant for one year with, uh, with the middle school principal. That was, I, I learned so much, you know, you think you know about football until you go to coach it. Um, then I was the head coach of the middle school for one year. And then I was a JV assistant for one year uh, under another UP Sports Hall of Fame coach, Jerry Bugney. And he was the guy that if I read something in a book or if I saw a YouTube video, I'd go to him and I'd draw it up and he'd say, oh yeah, you know, Western County did this to us uh, in 1984. And he would draw it up and show how they defended it. So great experience with him. And then I was the uh, varsity assistant at Lance for six years. Um, I did miss one year because I took a trip to Afghanistan in 2013. Um, and then when I got back from Afghanistan, I actually didn't go back to the classroom right away. I, I worked full time for the Michigan Army National Guard for a few years. Um, and at the end of that, I was able to actually move back home to Kingsford. And uh, I got a call from the assistant principal saying I got the job. And I was just, you know, elated. And then about a five, five minutes later, I got a call from Coach Navarra saying, hey, I heard you got the job. And I said, yeah, I'm really excited. He goes, great, you got practice Monday. And <laughs> he goes, we need a third on the freshman team and you're it. So I was able to volunteer for the freshman flivers for one year. And the following year, I was hired as the assistant freshman. Um, the following year, I was a varsity assistant. And I got to coach with my head coach, uh, Chris Hofer, which was a great you know, a nostalgic experience for me. And, um, and then this past year I was the JV assistant. Um, and it was my first year, our, our head JV coach is retiring at the end of the year. So in order to kind of groom me to take a head coaching job, potentially this fall, he let me be the offensive play caller with very strict tutelage and guidelines, but I felt like I had never coached football before. Yeah. You know, so it's all little been, steps that have kind of gotten here. That's cool. You just got all the different ways you started to figure it out. Right. And um, so in addition to that, I run, uh, you know, I'm still in the, in the Army. I just transitioned to the Army Reserve. I just hit 20 years this past January. So my new duty station, I'm actually going to be a teacher for the Army uh, oh, down cool. at Fort McCoy, Wisconsin. So that's kind of come full circle as well. Um, so, but that's cool. every second of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Certainly a, a full plate of responsibilities and, and not shy from, from taking on different jobs. So that's awesome. Um, so I think that will lead us right into the conversation at large that we had sort of talked about. Um, and, and that is you described your own weight room experience, right? In terms of, you know, the weight room's open, everybody's coming in. It almost is this place to congregate, which is great, right? High school kids are looking for different things to keep them busy and, better than in a weight room or, or, you know, playing a sport or an activity than, you know, some of the other alternatives that we don't have to dive into um, as, as we know all well. Um, but then there's that other side of people that, and I'll kind of draw it out and then we'll, we'll talk about it is like, you know, the, the coach that says, you know, lift starts at six, 
everybody's going through the warm-up together, they're finishing their main lifts together, and they're out the door at 6.50 or 7 o'clock, and it's a group lift. It's got to be boom, 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 we're all doing it together. And it could be after school, it could be before school, but they're looking for that like team unity, every single person has to lift together. So, you know, you've got your own thoughts and opinions on kind of both sides of the equation. So you had, you had mentioned you written down some notes. What, what were you kind of thinking about when we, we were talking about possibly exploring this? So I think probably every coach is guilty of this, but when you first are asked to do something, you do what you know. And so for me, that was just open the weight room because that's what, what happened here. The difference I experienced was at Kingsford, the culture is very football heavy. So kids would lift. You didn't have to, you didn't have to coax them or tell them or recruit that they would just come lift, um, which the culture has actually changed now. But when I was at Lance, you know, I would open the weight room or our head coach would open the weight room. And some years we'd have that core group of 12 to 15 guys. And some years we wouldn't, some years we'd only have two or three that were lifting regularly. And I think, you know, one of the, one of the problems with just having an open weight room is kids are looking for structure. So, and you can, you can bounce that off of, say, if you have a, a basketball practice that's just kind of thrown together at the last second, or if you have a, a scheduled basketball practice, kids are looking for that structure. They don't want their time wasted. And if they walk into an open weight room, not really knowing what to do, they're going to feel like they're wasting their time. So I think that's probably the biggest issue I see with just an open weight room. And I think it's gotten, it's gotten easier because the kids are on YouTube and they're on Instagram and they're seeing all these different lifts and things. But then the problem is you're, you're doing a lift you saw on YouTube. You know, who, who, who was that person showing you how to do that? Were they showing you how to do it safely? Were they showing you how to do it properly? Were they training for a powerlifting event and you're training for the shot put event? Like, so the differences are, are going to be huge in what the student athlete is going to do and what they actually need to do to be better at their sport. Yeah. And, and I think like what's tough and, and you made mention to it is like some years it's just going to naturally work, right? Like it's one of those things where it's a good group or they're just, nat they're interested in it. And we're all familiar with teams that have those ebbs and flows to it, right? Like, I know this coming year, I have a group of kids that are just going on their own um, and they want to go before school. There's options for like class times and things like that, but they like go and they get a group together and they, and they get it done. You know, a year from now, two years from now, that group's going to be gone. And then, you know, maybe that kind of weight room culture or people that say, Hey, we're just going to do this because it's fun and we want to be a part of it might be gone as well. And it starts to kind of like fluctuate whether they're in there or not. So do you, you know, when you, you kind of had those different groups, did you sense that there was like a core that was sort of bringing people in there or what was sort of like the, the reason why like some years were better than others for, for your examples that you mentioned? Well, and I think that's, that's part of it. And, and you have, I'm just, I'm drawn to a team that was in Lance. Um, I think it was the 2012 season where we did very well. We beat a, a hometown rival in the playoffs. Um, and that group was doing it for each other. Sure. You know, they were there. And I make a lot of, a lot of parallels between a football team and the army because they're very, very similar. If you try to do everything on your own, you're going to fail in both of them. Uh, you have to be able to trust your teammates in both organizations. And the, the issue I guess I see with that is 
the juniors and the seniors are working because they know on Friday nights they're going to be together. And the hardest part is getting that, that freshman kid or that JV kid to kind of buy into that. Right. And, you know, I wrote down one of the things is for the younger kids to actually gain confidence being in the weight room with those juniors and seniors. And there's basically two ways you can look at it as a younger kid. You can look at it as those guys know what they're doing. They're way stronger than me. I don't even belong in this room with them. Mm -hmm. Or you can look at it as they started out like me one day when they were a freshman, they were just, you know, they were struggling to put up the bar on the bench press, right? I'm struggling to put up the bar on the bench press. I can be like, you know, Cody that one day, or I can be like, like Timmy one day. Yeah. So I think that's the hardest part is getting the young kids to realize that everybody started somewhere. Sure. And if they can see the future, just even six months down the road, if they can stick with it for six months, they'll be, you know, they'll see massive improvement in their own lifting. Right. And I think what's also tough about that is like you mentioned the younger kids, like, well, they might have been able to kind of work on their natural talent for, you know, their younger part of their lives. They also might just say to themselves, like, I'm doing fine in what I'm doing. And like, these kids are the varsity kids and they're two-way starters or anything else. Like, that's not me. So why would I go do X? And not that that's the right explanation, but it's totally justifiable when you're thinking of like, what's a, what's a freshman brain thinking? about whether or not they should be in the weight room. And that's where I lean towards structure. And I want to see what you think on that. Because what I saw in my own team was, you know, this large group of freshmen, and, and I'm talking swimming, not football, but like I had two freshmen that the second they were thrown in, in a structured environment with those upperclassmen, with those seniors, yeah, they were a little bit behind some of the junior senior studs, but they like dove in. And they like accepted the challenge. They wanted to be like them. They like what you just described took on, like took it head on and started to improve, I think at a faster rate than other people because they were willing to kind of get outside their comfort zone and they trusted the process of being with some of those older kids. And I think that happened a large part because of the structure of a, of a practice. Um, and that doesn't always happen in the weight room, right? Like we don't get that structure or we have to be really deliberate about it. So when you think about that structure side of things, do you think that that becomes too rigid? Do you think that it's just too hard to manage at the high school setting? Why have you maybe thought, you know, the, the hard and fast weight room time could work or maybe not work? Well, and that's, you know, we were, we were blessed here at Kingsford. We had, before I got here, he was here. Um, Nate was a strength and conditioning coach at Marquette University. So like, not only does he know what he's doing, but he knows how to run a weight room. He knows how to run a program. And I saw a lot of student athletes, like you're saying, absolutely buy in to what Nate was doing. Yeah. And if they showed up and if they were on time and if they did the work, their improvement was going to go through the roof. I mean, there's no doubt about it because they were getting a legit division one college experience as a high schooler. Right. And they knew um, that they could sense it. Probably they're excited about it. Absolutely. And, and every, I've had quite a few of uh, those, those players who have now graduated and I've had them back on the podcast and they, they say the one thing that they really appreciated was not only, you know, the gains they got in the weight room, but the accountability and the basically growing up to be a man that Nate provided to those people. Now, the flip side of that is some, some kids, you can't do that. And I had a really good talk with our basketball coach about you have to coach kids differently, just like you have to teach them differently in the classroom. 
And uh, the example we brought up is one of a quarterback I just had on last week, actually. Um, he excelled when you embarrassed him a little bit. Like if the second string quarterback came up and made a great throw and you're like, oh, you know, that was a great throw, really, really nice job. He would, he would almost fume and get angry. Sure. And that would force him to up his game. Um, but for the kids that don't thrive on that, that really structured, you have to be here at six o'clock. If you're here at six oh two, you're late. Um, for those kids, it's not, it's not going to help them and it's going to push them away. And uh, I think we had some of that happen too. And I know uh, Ian and I had talked about for that kid who maybe he can only show up two days a week because of he has to get his little brother on the bus or he has to work or whatever. We would rather have him in the weight room two days a week than zero times a week. And right. I think for, for a program that's so strict, sometimes you're going to lose those kids that would show up. But, you know, they say, I'm not going to put myself through this because either I know I'm going to miss a day and get berated for it, or I just can't commit to that timeline because of, you know, other, other things. Yeah. And you, you've mentioned before, you found some kids that were, you know, had work schedules or had this or had that, or, you know, like you said, are getting kids on the bus. And like, I think it's, it's, it would be almost kind of tone deaf or, or, um, you know, ignorant almost to think that like they're, you know, and Ian said it as well, really well in terms of like, we like to think that they're ours. Um, but you know, there's all these other things that are going on throughout their year, throughout their day, throughout their week that they're trying to juggle. And so the second, like you mentioned, we set them up for like failure of like, if you don't come at this day at this exact time, then they might start to just not come at all. So right. how let's then get into how you guys do it at, at Kingsford. Cause I think you have a really good blend of expecting kids to show up and wanting them to show up but providing different opportunities in the weight room and giving them some feedback, letting them know like, Hey, we recognize that you're here. Right. So and, and one, one last note on the, on the stringent part, that is not unique to a high school athlete. And I'm yeah. sure, you know, if you've been in the workforce longer than a day and even in the army mandatory training cannot always be mandatory because things happen, you know, just with family and with jobs and, just things happen where you have to have some flexibility there. And I think to what you were leading on is, is what we're doing with platform is we put the athletes on that program and it's, it's a combination between, Hey, the weight room is open and you have a strict program, but platform lets us blend those to where we have some kids that show up five days a week and they just love it. And they're burning through those programs, you know, and yeah. you have to, you have to force them to do that. You have to program. tell them to wait. Yeah. 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 Um, and then we have some other kids that are, you know, they've logged in over the last month and a half. Maybe they've only logged in five or six times, but that's five or six times more than they would have showed up to either a open weight room, do what you want or a stringent, um, you know, super structured program. So sure you know, kids, again, kids don't want to have their time wasted. So, and, and neither do adults. So if someone can show up and see somebody over there doing a bench press and see somebody over there doing a squat and they look at their, their phone and their next thing is deadlift, they're not going to feel like their time is wasted because they're doing a different lift than somebody else because mm -hmm. they're on their own program. Um, and I think the flexibility it has allowed us um, has really, jumped our 
our numbers and you know a kid in the weight room is better than a kid not in the weight room when it right. comes August 12th so it's been it's been tough for the older coaches again because we do what we know to give up that that rigidness because it used to be the varsity would lift on Monday Wednesday Friday in the morning you know and JV would lift uh, Monday Wednesday Friday at night and freshman and lead uh, lift Tuesday Thursday so you show up like you said before we do the warm-up you know, everybody does their lifts in a round robin fashion. We set the timer for three minutes. We, we blow the horn and everybody rotates and stuff. And, um, that's just, just not conducive to participation. Cause uh, the other part of this is if I'm going to show up, it's gotta, there's gotta be some fun to it. Sure. You know, sure. and you know, we always try to preach as coaches that winning is fun and that's where the work comes in. But at the same time, like you gotta have some fun in that process too. So if I can show up and get some get some improvement and not get you know not get berated because I'm late or not get berated because I didn't show up at all last week because my mom was sick like I think that just really it's a it's a two plus two equals five kind of scenario for us yeah, we have the open yeah. weight room we have the structured um, program but it allows the athletes to do it at their own pace. Sure. And I think what you're describing too, is like you talked about, like, you know, there's things that are mandatory that adults can't make. And there's things that, you know, and we're talking adults that have a little bit more ownership or autonomy over their own schedules, right? They have cars or they have this, they have that. We're talking about high school kids right. um, who by all accords are kids as much as we like to pretend they're young adults and adults as a lot of times I like to talk about, but like, we're still talking about kids in their own right in terms of what they're able to own or manage or be responsible for. So what you're describing, um, just for a little bit of context for our listeners and people that are familiar with platform will know it, um, is the ability that, you know, someone who's like you mentioned, kind of been there and, and working through things and everything else like that has maybe gotten a little bit further along in a program. And what you guys have sort of decided to do is allow the kids that aren't as far in or at different paces to pick up where they've left off. Um, and you know, some coaches, even within platform will do things differently. Some will, um, you know, say if you're here on Mondays, just because of weight room space or anything else like that, everybody's got a bench squat or deadlift or whatever day that is aligned because of space and everything else. Um, how does that work with your flow? Do you guys have enough room? Is there enough kind of like overlap in what kids are doing so that you can have people doing different things and be on different days and it still works? How does that kind of like all started, started to like, flow throughout your weight room or any given kind of day when you guys open up the weight room? Well, that's a great question. Um, because the increased participation, you know, does put a, a price on, on weight room space. So basically the way we, we started it is the varsity players had Monday, Wednesday, Friday after school. Um, and that was, that was their time. And then later, we started with the um, freshmen or the, you know, the eighth graders. Now we started them on, on Tuesday, Thursday, and we had two mandatory days. You had to come for two days. Yeah. Um, if you couldn't make that Tuesday or Thursday, you know, we'd catch you up the following one. Um, and we did that to, to kind of keep them all together. And those first two days were, were strictly teaching, you know, we'd, we'd watch a video on how to bench and then we'd go bench with PVC pipe. Then we'd watch a video on the squat, do it with PVC pipe. So, um, the other thing we did is we opened the weight room on Monday and Wednesday morning, uh, before school. So 
Uh, I've had six to eight kids that are showing up Monday and Wednesday before school because again, they work or they have other commitments. So that's taken some kids out of that evening session. Um, and after the freshmen were done with those, those first two days, we kind of said it's open whenever. And it's really kind of strung itself out and kind of taken it care of itself. In general, varsity will show up Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And in general, the seventh and eighth grade will show up on Tuesday, Thursday, but it's, you know, they're, they move around a little bit. And uh, sure. the one thing we've been, been with the last few weeks is the girls softball team has been in lifting weights on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So we've been nice. having to share with them, but the beauty of the platform system that we have is I can look at all my lists for the day. And let's say I look over and all of the bench presses are full. Okay. Well, I just skip down and I'm going to do my hip bridges out on our little piece of turf. I'm going to do those first. And then I'm going to come back and, Oh, all the bench presses are full. Well, I'll do my dumbbell rows, you know, and then, Oh, Hey, bench is open. I'm going to stop where I'm at with the dumbbell rows and go get my benching in Perfect. and then come back and finish. So the, you know, with the, with the amount of kids we have competing with the softball team for space, we would not be able to do it with a very rigorous program because we don't own all the space. We sure. have to share it. Sure. And, and, and that's great. And I think what you really, again, it's that great balance and you're, you're doing an awesome job explaining it is like, there is some structure at times like, Hey, freshmen or people that have never been in the weight room, we need to give you structure and we need to make sure that you get that intro to bench done and get that intro to squat done. And like you are more kind of have a grasp on those kids. And then once they're ready, it's like, all right, now you have, kind of the, the toolbox in place that yep. like you just described, okay, the benches are full. Let's not panic. Let's go do something else. And, and our uh, uh, coach Brez, who's on a lot of the podcasts always talks about that flexibility. Cause we have a lot of coaches that will kind of go panic mode. Like, well, all the benches are full and it says to bench first, but a great point is you, know, you can do something else. The bench will come back and you're still going to get, a good workout and be mindful of all those other things. That is like music to a lot of coaches ears to know that that flexibility can actually get rolled out. All right. And it's really interesting to watch, you know, I think every coach loves a full weight room Yeah, and to watch it, it kind of morph itself into what the different kids are doing is, is really fun for me to just kind of sit back and watch, you know, the kid, you can watch them check over and see the bench and go ask like, how many more do you have? and then check their phone and go to the next lift. And um, right. it's really interesting to watch it all kind of work itself out really. Um, Cause I know before, you know, when we had the very structured program for the varsity, um, the, at the time I was the assistant freshman coach myself and the assistant JV coach worked our butts off to try to get a, a program built for the younger kids kind of along those same lines where we had three minute periods and you know we have a, a group of eight people benching we have a group of eight people squatting we have a group of eight on the grass after three minutes we're switching we're doing three rounds of this and what platform has really allowed us to do as coaches is the coaching aspect of the weight room instead of the the structure and planning and organization of it yep and the videos on platform has given us some really great coaching points because now coach Olson, coach Navarra, myself, we all coach the squat the exact same way now. 
and we mm -hmm. coach it the way it's coached in the video so that we're not giving conflicting information because before, you know, Cole Trillson had a couple of coaching tips and I had a couple different ones. So it's really also helped up uh, clear up some confusion in, in what exactly we're asking the kids to do and how to do it safely. Awesome. Um, I am going to, I'm going to cut you off here because people are going to think that I paid you to say all that different types of stuff about platform. And I, I appreciate the kind words, oh. <laughs> but we will, we'll transition. I think you did a great job highlighting the, the different ways that you're going to do it. And you mentioned, um, at one point, you know, the idea that it is open and a lot of times coaches would hear like, well, you know, if it's totally free range and people can come when they want, they're not going to be building that team camaraderie. They're not going to be building that you know, teamwork that you mentioned can grow in the weight room. It sounds to me like no one's ever really in there by themselves. There's just a few more options available and everyone's always lifting right. with someone on their team. Right. So without having to go into too much detail about that, I want to finish the episode with where you kind of talked about the fun and having some fun in the weight room and doing some things that, um, you know, you, you found that the kids pick up on because I think that builds that team component. Sometimes we want to get in, we want to squat bench, we want to get those things done, but there's that component to squatting and you do a great job on social media. I'm going to put all of your different social media stuff on the, um, on the, the podcast post as well. But for, for those listening, why don't you describe some of those things that you view as some of that fun stuff that kind of builds up that team, no matter who's in the weight room, it's a few kids, it's the whole team, you know, that you find that the kids kind of pick up on. Okay. Uh, yeah. One thing that we, we like to do, especially with the, the eighth graders that are going to be freshmen and uh, you know, some of the freshmen that are going to be JVs is towards the end when everybody's kind of cleaning up, we like to do some kind of, some kind of relay race or some kind of finisher. Uh, one of our favorite things is we have the big battle ropes. So we'll put them on, we have a section of grass in our weight room, uh, artificial grass. So we'll, We'll split the teams up. Usually, uh, if we have enough, we'll get four or five, six teams, and we'll kind of do a round robin. Uh, everybody tug of war against everybody um, until you get the winner, you know, and then the losers have to finish cleaning up the weight room or whatever. Um, one time, we actually had the the softball girls were in there, and Coach Murdoch is he's the head JV coach and he's also the head softball coach. And uh, some of the softball players were asking if they could if they could tug of war, so. Church Mur Murdoch said, yeah, go ahead, let them. And a uh, little bit of a wake-up call for my incoming freshmen because they got absolutely <laughs> nice. smoked by the, uh, by the girls' softball team. But, you know, when the snow goes away, uh, we always try to get them outside. And we do relay races. We do the, the stairs. Uh, Coach Wallstrom has this crazy thing where you throw the medicine ball backwards over your head and some kind of relay thing. So that whole team thing, like, if you get in and you get a good heavy lift with your team, you feel – really good about it and then when we try to finish it with some kind of some kind of fun activity sometimes it's football related sometimes it's not sometimes it's just a, are you going to trust your teammate to do their job in this relay race um you know and that's i think that just takes the team level and, and boosts it up sure to the next part and now you know maybe that's a motivation for for someone coming to the weight room yeah. is they know not only am i going to get improvement on my lifting which is going to help me in the fall but I'm also going to have fun with my teammates and this is something when we go to Subway for lunch we're going to be laughing about how you know somebody fell over backwards over the medicine ball or whatever and that's you know that's what high school sports is all about we're here I always say we're here to fill the stands with parents grandparents aunts, and uncles and we're also here to have fun sure. and 
you know, the adult in us gets a little carried away with the winning part, I think, where winning is fun, um, but it's also fun for the, for the kids. And I think by, by showing them, you know, the hard work can be fun and it's also going to play out later. Yeah. Um, give a little bit forward vision. Yeah, you know, which is hard to do with the with the Instagram culture and the Snapchat Snapchat culture. Like, if I don't see it right now, I don't want it. For sure. So I think the weight room and the and the fun stuff we do after leads into the two a day practices, which yep. are not fun sometimes. But that leads into that Friday night where, uh, you know, everybody's cheering on the home team. Yeah, and I and I think a great um, way to sort of wrap it up and put it all into context, right? Like, you know, we're, we're recording this in, in March and, and chatting in March, which will probably go out at some point at the end of March. Um, and that's kind of a, a long ways away from a football season or a, a season. And, you know, why, how do you connect this point that feels like kind of that could be a lull or, or like, why would I come to the weight room? to something that's not going to kick off until August or September. Right. And like those fun things that you just described. Um, and of course still challenging, you know, we call them fun and they're little kind of cherries on top with tug of, tug of ropes and um, throwing balls around and things like that. To your point, you know, I might not want to come for the first 40 minutes of a lift. <laughs> right. I might, I might not want to do it, but I know that it's my ticket to be able to do that fun stuff that we're all going to cut up about and laugh about and kind of all, you know, be able to talk about when we go off to lunch or anything else like that. I, th I think that's a great way to kind of tie it all together. Yeah. And it's, you know, you, you, you see it when, when you have a program where you lift weights and then you just go run sprints, you know, sometimes you lose those kids and magically they have jobs and other things they got to do. But when you're going <laughs> to yeah. go, you know, when it's like, Hey, grab the hurdles and the medicine ball. And they're like, Holy, you know, what's coach got in store for us now? And sure. you got to call under hurdles and, and do whatever else. So you're right though. And it's, it's that fun part and kind of like, you know, we preach it during two days. Like if you want to win on Friday night, you got to put the work in now. Sure. And it might not be fun being out here sweating and running power 13 times in a row. Cause we can't get it right. But come Friday night when you run power and you run it correctly and you score a touchdown, like that's, that's the payoff for yeah. everything you've done. So for sure. Cool. That's, I like that though. Wind, wind sprints are one of the best uh, incentives to go get yourself a job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could be the next, uh, could be the next slogan. Well, I think that's a great place to wrap up coach. I very much appreciate you joining us. This is a, a fun conversation and one that I think a lot of people kind of go back and forth on, right? Like what's the best way to get my kids in the weight room that we're going to build the team up. We're going to keep people engaged. We're going to keep people excited, but we're also going to be mindful of, the fact that they're high school kids. And I think you guys are doing a great job at Kingsford finding that balance and using different, um, you know, programs and different ways to kind of keep them excited and, and using social media for good. And, and your podcast is awesome, kind of highlighting different things. So doing a great job. Um, we all here at Platform have fun watching you guys. So, so keep up the good work. Well, thank you. And I, I have to give a lot of credit to our, our head coach, Mark Navarra. His, uh, his philosophy is win, win, win win in the classroom, win in the community, win on the field. So, you know, that's kind of where we hang our hat when it comes to all of the, all of the student athletes and all of the coaches. So I think that philosophy of, you know, like you're saying the whole, the whole kid, not just sure. the kid who's on the football field um, has really helped expand our program and, and made it, made it a great organization to be a part of uh, an organization that people want to be a part of. And Absolutely. I think really helped, so. 
That's cool. Awesome. Well, my, my sign off is in pursuit of better, but you got a good one too. So I'll let you say it before we sign off. What's your podcast uh, close out? All right. We, we always say invest in tomorrow by owning today. Excellent. So thanks so much for coach joining us today. Um, and at platform, it's always in pursuit of better.